Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Masters of Sports podcast. Like, subscribe, do whatever it is you do to like listen to this. Um, Dane's still away, so I'm still talking to Taman Johnson over here. Um, World class coach, head sport. You're the head sports yes. and conditioning trainer at Garage yeah. Strength. Mm-hmm. Like that's in your like your that's, contract. It should, you it's yeah. on the contract. So dotted line. If you don't know, this is the guy. Dane's like, yeah. Gives like the you know the blessing if you will like yeah. he knows what he's talking about he knows what it is how long have you been here too working under him every day hours a day learning yeah. and like picking his brain two and a half almost three years now three we'll say yeah, I'll three say three years. years so three years you've been coaching him that's like some people go to college that long and get degrees and yeah like, and you did that too you have a like a sports science degree yeah. don't you what what yeah. is yeah so I graduated from Texas State University. Um, I have my bachelor's in exercise and sports science. It's uh, the concentration is health and fitness management. Uh huh. Um, and I have a minor in business admin. All right, man. So do, I'm just trying to, you know, build up yeah. that resume for anyone who's listening. Like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, and if I don't know if they heard the previous one, multiple all state athletes, yes. multiple D1 athletes. Mm-hmm. And you, what's the one you have that Dane doesn't have too? The, uh, national team basketball player yeah he's on the puerto rican national team yeah so u 20 team u 20 yeah so dane doesn't have one of those probably yeah. yet yet <laughs> he's got every uh, other sport yeah <laughs> but basketball he hasn't tapped into fully yet so you have a few state champs yeah. don't you too in multiple uh, sports like yeah shot putter yeah state champ um and you have, that's it right you now. had your all-staters yeah, too all football. State football guys some of them are playing D1 lots ball of right lots now. of them. so yeah they're it's fun you know yeah. getting to work with a lot of different athletes different backgrounds different training ages and then you know trying to just culminate a perfect or the best program possible yeah. for them to be successful so i think it's it's really fun and you know it's really cool and i'm earl i just uh i help i co-author books and come up with a lot of Ideas. Cool ideas. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to expand on it. Yeah. Hammer home. So. What What did we come up with last? The neural imprinting? Neural imprint. Yeah. The neural imprint. Accessory that movements as neural imprint. Yeah. Yeah. That was all you. Uh, yeah, that was, I, did I just named that. it. Yeah, you did. I just, I just helped come up with the, <laughs> yeah. the idea, and then we just. Well, it was a concept you were already doing and yes. working on and developing. Mm-hmm. It was like, because. You were like talking about a power snatch and you're yeah. like, I'll have people do this with the band mm-hmm. and like, cause I want their muscles to learn how to work and do it. I was like, Ooh, that's, that's, that's different. Yeah. That one was your galaxy brain moment last time. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. We're Dab working over here. Yeah. 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 So this episode, we're t- going to talk about the power clean. Like that's what we're going to talk about. All right. But before we start talking about the power clean, I'm going to talk about some nonsense. That's not really nonsense. Yeah. As, as we discussed before, it's like we like to put what I like to do is typically I put Dane in a position of something where he's very limited or has no knowledge about. Of course. And his yeah. brain has to work overtime to think about it. So then yeah. when we get into the actual topic of like today, the power clean. Mm-hmm. It's already firing on cylinders, and it, yeah, like he's just good. So I'm gonna try it with Taman today. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm gonna talk about video games. I'm gonna talk about a specific type of video game. Um, so it, they're called Zelda likes. So Zelda is this old school Nintendo game. Okay. Uh, 
Have you ever hold, heard? I have of, heard of Zelda before. All right, so yes. Zelda was like a top down, like you go to maps, you, you had to like go here and there, the, the sword would go, you have to like get bombs and stuff to blow things up. Like okay. it was a cool game. Cause like I was a young kid when it came out. Yeah. I was actually, I don't even know. I was too young to like be good at it. But like back then, like they didn't hold your hands with video games. Like there was no such thing as an easy mode. It was just hard. Just hard all the way through. And you just yeah. had to like adapt or else you just kept dying constantly. <laughs> like it, it didn't matter. There was no such thing. Like all there was was get good. Like yeah. there was n nothing other than that. Anyway, I like this type of game. Yeah. So recently there's been a few games that have come out that are based off this model, if you will. Like, you know. So one that I recently played is Death Door okay. that I like. Um, another one I've done is Hyperlight Drifter, which don't worry, you, you don't need to know any of these indie <laughs> games. Um, and one that's coming out, it's out, but it's not on PlayStation yet. It's called Tunic that I want to play. Okay. But basically, like, they're just cool games. So what have your experience has been with games like video games in general to mine? Video games in yeah. general? Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty young. I keep it pretty simple when it comes to games. As an athlete, uh -huh. lots of sport games. Oh, you're um, all about that 2K life? Oh, uh, 2K, Madden. Um, I played MLB a little bit. I think I do like baseball games. I don't really watch baseball, but the game yeah. is pretty cool. Um, recently, I think Call of Duty is just like, oh man, that's the way to go. You and all those first-person uh, shooters. Yeah, the just, FPS is yeah. like all day, FPS every day. Is, that's a new one. I feel like. I guess I don't game enough, but FPS, I never heard it, like, stated that way. Oh, I it's don't know if they funny. do either. I just... Yeah. So, like, my intro to first-person shooters was GoldenEye. Mm. Like, I'm that old. Like, that's where I learned on it. Like, I'm old enough to, like, remember playing Doom on PC and stuff. Like, the okay. first one. Not, like, Doom Eternal now. Like, okay, okay. I played this I one game. I think it was called, like, Hexen or Hex Hexen, which was, like, a Doom game. Yeah. Except it was, like, it was... Midi, it was like fantasy, so like you were like a wizard or something, or like you had like a crossbow. Okay. I don't know. It was just silly stuff yeah, like that's, that. That's um, but everyone's like, video games will rot your brain. I'm like, no, video games teach you how to like tunnel, like you know. So like this is a thing with like Zelda, if you will, like Zelda likes like. So for instance, to get to this one level, you need to learn this skill or get this item of a bomb to blow something up to traverse something in the land. Okay. Or you need to get this certain item, like a hook shot, to like hook and then go across. Yeah. So, but the ultimate goal is to like beat Ganondorf. Like you have to go beat the big bad, the bo like the boss level. Yeah, but before okay. you can get there, there's all these other things you have to do to get there. So, video games are basically like strength training in that regard. Yes. Like there's steps. And yeah. Protocols you have to follow before For, you get to like the ultimate, yeah, top dog. Like if you want to clean and jerk this amount of weight, you probably need to be squatting this amount of weight. Like there's the, just little things like happen, and you can set these minor goals to get to these bigger goals as you yeah. go. That's really it. That's all. Anymore, I play Elden Ring. I stopped playing Elden Ring. I got bored with it. What? boring it, about it like it, there's nothing boring about it i wow. just got bored with it okay, and okay. i was like i'd rather play bloodborne which is from software games yeah. anyway PC. interesting i never got into pc game i just i don't I think part of it was i just it's the the concept of there's too many moving parts i play it well bloodborne's only on playstation okay, okay. you can't play it anywhere else and a lot of people are mad about that mm. i'm not even that good i haven't finished a bl4 run yet so i, I don't consider myself good yeah not yet. 
I haven't put much work into it. Too many things going on lately. And me just making excuses now, too. All right. At least you're honest. <laughs> FPSs, man. You're like the, that's like the most common denominator, yeah. right? Like, I mean, let's be real. Like on YouTube, FPS players are the ones that, aren't they at the top? They they may be. They make uh, some of the most money, I would assume, I, based I, off the college we played. I watch like video essays on movies. Like, yeah. I'm stuck. <laughs> I feel like our algorithms like don't match. They don't match up. That's okay. I mean, we still have strength videos. Yeah. No, I don't watch that stuff on YouTube. Oh, really? I try to stay distant. Also, too, I like I try to learn most from here. Yeah. But I think though too, it allows me to think about stuff in abstract ways Mm -hmm. and try to apply the concepts in here. That's good. That's just my mindset. It's more like. I don't know. I got like a pea-sized brain. My, if you talk to my wife, I, I'm not that intelligent sometimes. Yeah. She likes to explain everything to me. Mm. So how there's this thing called like mansplaining, which does exist. Yes. Like you see it I all the time. True, yeah. As a husband, I totally believe there's a thing called wife-splaining. Okay. I that's, think husbands can agree with me. I yeah. may be biased because I am a husband and think like, but I've seen other wives do it to their husbands too. Yeah. It, it happens. And I think they're doing it to be helpful, but sometimes I'm just like, thank you for explaining that to me. Yeah, I, like, I understood really, it the yeah, first time. It. Yeah, yeah. But you get it. All right, let's okay. talk about power cleans. Power, power cleans. cleaning. So let's start off. What is the most you have ever power cleaned? My best ever power clean? Yeah, what's your best? Probably back in college. I think I did 170. Back in college? What happened? You're like I started full cleaning. And oh. <laughs> I had to learn that concept a little more. So, was, college we were just power cleaning all day. I was gonna say tomorrow. I, know, I like, would think it'd be a lot more. I would. You're say. more slapped together than you were like three years ago yeah, when I yeah. first like when I first met you. I remember seeing you come up here to compete in a throw. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's a big guy. I'm like, now he's like a big guy and he looks like slapped. Yeah. Like, <laughs> slapped together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's true. So 170. 170. I want to hit 400. I need to hit. You like need 180, that 182? That 182. I got I to gotta do it. I don't know when it's going to happen. Now, is this from the Shoot. ground or from a block? Blocks. I was going to say, what's, what's, you're a two-block person, yeah, too, Yeah, two right? blocks is the way to go. I think that is where the most power output is made. See, up. that's crazy. Because for me, two blocks was always my hardest. Really? Like, I'm fine off one block or off the ground. Like, I don't feel much of the difference. But two block, like ruins me is he, is it just because it's shorter like the i range? think so like you just can't create as, as yeah. fast or but also too remember i didn't start like olympic lifting until i was like nearly a master's athlete oh. so like i think also too part of that like that snappiness that, snap, that, that twitchiness yeah, yeah. was on the decline already <laughs> i got you yeah. i think it's so much harder like just from the ground yeah trying to create i don't know maybe because i'm just a little out of position but yeah i'd rather just ride off two boxes just rip go catch oh up, you, you that rip and grip lifestyle that, that grip and rip lifestyle baby <laughs> grip and rip don't do that but it works sometimes <laughs> all right all right yeah. all right so that's the the best my best was like 143 from the ground 315 hey that's that's, that's all right that's not three three plates three slabs of uh, i don't know like of beef there i think that's and that i don't works. i probably i'm also too i don't know about you i'm not someone who like films everything i do oh so you don't when have I, to film when I lift. Yeah. Well, the problem was I had a phone that didn't have enough memory. 
iPhone, right? Yeah. Okay. Did okay. not have enough memory. So then when I got a new phone, I bought the most amount of memory possible oh, on the thing. Max. I was like, I am never having this happen to me again. Yeah. Because there'd be moments like it wasn't so much where I was like, oh, I want to film myself lifting. Like, oh, I have to delete five other things yeah, before yeah. I can do it. It was more like, oh, I want to take a video singing happy birthday to my kid. And I couldn't do just it. Couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. And then what ends up happening too? you, like develop a habit of just not doing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm still trying to like moments. develop the habit of like doing it. You don't miss out. You just don't have like the the recall of it like oh, you can't okay, just be okay. like bring it up yeah, oh, here yeah. you go look that at this kid <laughs> no all right so let's start off with what is the number the weight that every d1 will say football playing athlete football should be player. power cleaning let's start right there i think every d1 regardless of position you can, Should we break? Let's just go like. You can break it into positions okay, if I'll, you want. I'll just say, I think every D1 lineman should be able to power clean 300 pounds. That's right. I think that's a little light, too. I, was I think say, I would say, like, honestly, it should be like 340. All right. Like, so, like a 150, a 152. 150, 150. Like, around there, you should be able to. Every D1 lineman should be able to do that. Um, skill guy, I'll just group linebacker. Like, maybe linebackers in there could be like, you know, linebackers, tight ends, 315. All right, you know, running backs too, or they running look? backs will be in there as well. All right, and then a skill guy, two seventy five around that area. You know, so D backs, D -back, receiver, receiver. What about a quarterback? Um, Doesn't quarterback? Matter. Yeah, I mean, I've I've coached quarterbacks to clean three hundred pounds in high school. Okay. So I think, and he's gonna go probably play D one ball. So Is he gonna play quarterback though? D one. That's the question. It's like it's <laughs> kind of back and forth. Is he gonna play quarterback? Is he gonna play safety? You know. Okay. That's like a different thing that happens there. Um, we've had a quarterback that plays at. New Hampshire, he uh, power clean like three fifteen in high school. So okay, um, quarterbacks. I think it's different. It just depends. But uh, they're a wild card. They're a wild card. They can go different skill different sets. Kind of needed. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not necessary, but it does look really good. Um, so between for a skill guy though, two seventy five. You know, one twenty five right. kilos. So if you're not good. power cleaning one twenty five. You probably don't have some of the prerequisites from a strength and explosive standpoint to be playing D1 football. Give or take, yeah. And we're not yeah. saying – like, it's not an absolute. Yeah. It's not an absolute, but it's it's something you have to think about. Like, yeah. You have to be able to see, can they turn over rapidly with a heavier load? You know, like, obviously, I think that's just a big weight room thing. You have to be able to see that, you know. Like, uh -huh. on the field, it could be a totally different thing. You know, there's – some athletes that are just gifted in different ways. But I think in the weight room, you, have, you should be able to see that movement being done with that load at a fast rate. And, you know, I think every D1 athlete should be able to do something like that if that movement is taught in their program. Now, do you have any D1 athletes now can't hit those numbers? You don't have to name names. Just I have a f maybe like two or three. That aren't that aren't hitting those numbers yet. Yeah, but they do have something else that they're doing well. Maybe their back squat is pretty well. Okay. Or their bench press is good, or you know their you know, lateral mobility is good, or something like that. They have some other skill that shows that they're a good football player. So their you know? their gym room stat sheet like gets a little bit overloaded there, even though yeah. they, they lose some there. They lose I, a little bit, yeah. But I got you. It's not too bad, you know. It's. Sometimes it's just they're still trying to just pick up the move. They don't get that they, mad in '99. No, nah, they don't have that. They don't have that '99 <laughs> badge there yet. No yeah. one's coming up to their house and 
given them now here's the question so if these are like the minimum i shouldn't say the minimums but like should be expected the expectation yeah what does that get you in your madden score on your your like explosiveness if you will like your acceleration maybe i think if you're hitting those numbers your madden score at least a 95 that high i i would say it's pretty high like Man. Maybe if it's expected, I'd say over 90. All I'm right. going to say 90. That's a better number. As a high school player, though. As a high school athlete. Like, now, when you move up to the D1, what now you... you're going to drop down. You might be at an 80 okay. if you're not there. You know, like I got you. Now, if you're like well above, then your number goes up and well below, yeah. it goes down. So and this this has nothing to do with actually how you necessarily play on the, on the field. field. Yeah. But it does have to do with like when you come up with someone of equal skill – if you got this superior number here, you, you're going to win out yes. over them. Yes. All right. It's, I, that, it's that my guy versus your guy. My yeah. guy can do this. Your guy, you know, I'm going to put money on mine. All right. So my next question then, what about, so since the one spot you do have the better athlete than Dane with the basketball player, what about a basketball player? That one's like, that's a good one because – my, my basketball players that I have that we're coaching here on site, their tallest guy might be 6'5". All right. Um, he's pretty strong. He's cleaned. He plays Division two basketball right now, but he was a D1 guy. He got hurt, had to go down. Yeah. No big deal there. You know, he's a great athlete. And he was cleaning 115. Okay, you know? so what so is that, like 250? 250. Yeah, so – and that's he's – a, he's a power forward, stronger guy, you know, so it's pretty good. I would say the taller they get – I would think you could still see a pretty good clean because that range of motion, that long pull, allows for a lot of. They got a they got a big uh, takeoff strip. Yes, yes, huge takeoff strip. So, um, I would say for a basketball player, D one guy, let's just say six six and under. I think one ten is like okay. very attainable. Because they tend to be tall and lean. Lean, yeah, like. Having that extra weight doesn't necessarily work yeah. out for them. No. They so, don't got organs they need to protect from, like, taking big hits. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a big thing you got to take into account. You know, it's just that muscle mass is there, but it's not it's not as long. It might not be able to fire crazy fast. Yeah. Super, super twitchy as, like, a compact. Well, yeah, because they're constantly like running up and down yeah. the court, too. Like, so there's the endurance yeah. capacity is way higher. Yes. So it's that's something you have to, like, always keep into account when looking for something that heavy for clean. Um, you know, 6'6 six, six and above, 100 kilo clean, I think it's like, that's And that's we're solid. talking high school kids looking. Looking to play college ball. So, play college ball. We're not so talking we're, NBA. Let, let or, me change my, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Then. Okay. So if we're going high school, um, my national team player, he cleaned 90 kilos. Okay. You know, he's about 6'2 and a half. So. He's, a, he's lean too. He's super lean. He reminds Very me, like, lean. when I, when I have seen him, he reminds me of like Jake. Yes. Like he has that like that um has right. athletic build. Yeah, it's like wiry Cut looking. Up. Yeah, just like you know that dude can move. Yeah. He's twitchy. Um so I think that's he cleaned ninety. I had another kid clean uh clean he did clean a hundred. He's a little shorter, about five ten, but he did. He can move really well. And then if it's a tall kid, you know, say you're over six five, you know, you're looking to play D one ball, um, I think 95, 100, 105, pushing that realm, I think is good. And that's just, you know, you're learning the, you have a good technical coordination, you know how to move your body really well. I think that's a, those are really solid numbers. Now I'm curious, 
I don't think you know this. How much do you think LeBron could power clean? Because he slapped it. Like he, yeah, he, he just slapped. That's a good <laughs> word to use. <laughs> like, um, let's say, let's give him three months of training. Yeah. Teach him how to do it. I think he could clean 250. You think so? I think so. I think you're undershooting the guy. Undershooting? Yeah. What do you think, 300? Oh, dude, I bet he could pull 150 if you gave him enough time. Oh, uh, I'd, That's huge. I'd bet. I mean, he is a freak. Like, he's yeah. one of the greatest athletes of all time. He's We're actually not, my favorite basketball player. So, go for it. 150. Like, he's I could see him it. doing something, especially if you let him do it from, like, two blocks. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. And you, we're power cleaner. We're power cleaner. We're not full clean. Yeah, just straight power. Yeah. Grip, rip. Just get under it. Three months of training. Maybe six. Maybe, let's say six months. I would give him a. I would give him effortless one thirty, one forty though. Yeah, I. I, agree. I wouldn't be surprised if he could do the like one twenty five, one thirty like day of. He showed up. You just, just showed. Just yeah. Pulled it, and smacked. I, I agree. I this is so. why you've been working with too many high school kids lately. Yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking too low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're thinking super elite, like, yeah, super elite basketball player, 130 shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. I think it should be just, you should be able to pull that and get under it very fast. That's a huge number, too. Just think of seeing a guy that's 6'9", yeah. 260, pulling 150 kilos. Right. That's insane. Just that's even, I guess I, the aim based off the numbers you've been given seems like, yo, hit body weight. Yeah, right around there. You know, that 185 or yeah. 190. Hit body weight a little bit more. Yeah. I like more like what a good snatch is for like an actual, yes. like, I shouldn't say a good snatch. A respectable snatch for someone who's non-elite. Yes. That weight lifts. Yeah. Like, you know. You say it's a body weight snatch. is like, okay. Yeah. I can. Well, actually, it's more like 1.3. Yeah, I think that's It's like it. a good snatch. Yeah. You're you're like bottom elite. Yeah, you're, you're not like fully there yet. Yeah, but you, you've lifted a little bit. You, you've been, yeah, you've been training pretty hard. You can like you can take your shirt off out of the beach and like people will look at They'll you type like, of thing. That guy lifts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, what is that guy? Yeah. There might be a guy or two walk up and be like, "That's what your training split, bro." Or something yeah, like that. <laughs> like, you know they're doing something. How so, do you do that? Yeah. Oh, technical man coming in. All right. Let's let's talk about some of the benefits of power cleaning. Like, why do we have athletes power clean? I think athletes should power clean. You good? Okay, <laughs> they should power clean strictly on the fact of like the absorption of the catch. Uh huh. I think it's also creating force from the ground. You're going triple extension, fully from the ground or from whatever position, and you're extending fully. You know, and getting under a barbell, pulling yourself rapidly up under a bar. I think that's something that's like the most important thing to do. It's yeah. training your mind and your body to coordinate, you know, simultaneously to catch something, you know? And I think that's that aspect and that, you know, quality, it's hard to kind of train in any other movement. Gotcha, gotcha. Jason, you good? Are we good? Uh, all right, all okay. right. <laughs> yeah, Just check it in. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's why I was checking in. Yeah. All right, I, I read that right then. All right, so we do this power clean because, like, triple extension, force up there. We don't have to necessarily change direction as much. There is a little bit. A little bit. But yeah. it's not, like, through the roof, like, with mm -hmm. a, a full clean where it's yeah. like, yo, get under that, brace, brace, take the impact. Yes, and then I'll stand up. I, I, you know, there's a part of me now that's curious, as you brought that up, what the actual impact of it is when you catch the power clean. 
versus the impact of that weight when you catch the full clean. Yeah. So I think one thing we've tried doing with some of the VBT stuff we're doing on site. All right, explain. Give us the acronym quick so they know what the VBT oh, is. Oh, velocity-based training. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so we use velocity-based training with some of the um, Olympic weightlifters. Um, and so I, what I've tried to figure out, I'm still new to the to the concept of everything. Also, too, as, as much as he's saying he's new, he is the person for VBT <laughs> stuff at Garage. Yeah. Like, this is one of the things – he owns, he was told to own it, and, like, he owns it. He, yeah. he knows his stuff. So yeah. let's just be clear with that, too. Yeah. So, um, you know, looking at force velocity curves and all those different things. So what I've tried to do is look at uh, the catch of a power clean for an Olympic weightlifter versus the catch of a full clean. And then also look at, like, their power jerk versus their split jerk, you know, wherever it may be, because some of those things kind of correlate. Um, and a power clean, the catch – the for the uh you know force output it's through the roof oh really through the roof like it's super rapid you know the speed that they're pulling on the bar is much more rapid versus a full clean i will see and i'll sometimes i'll chirp at a weightlifter like yo you're pulling a little bit slower than normal because you know you can just pull yourself under fast enough let's look at i want you to try to hit this number that we found on your power clean i need you to hit this on your full clean that's at 98% 98% or whatever it may be uh-huh. because you can pull 10 kilos less and have way more speed on the bar. And so I need you to kind of hit the same thing with a full. So now when you do catch, it's not crashing on you. You have a better chance of standing up and then also hitting the jerk. You're not going to feel just confabulated or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So I think that force is, it, it can be a lot different, you know, for power versus a full and being able to see some of the VBT stuff, I was able to kind of point that out. And help Dane when he's coaching them. Like, look, you can see their pull is a little bit slower now because they know they can just pull themselves under. Versus, oh, they have to catch it higher now. They have to actually finish. The yeah, yeah. A little more. So. That's that's awesome how you were able to take that data and yeah, just yeah. be like, yo, like, let's look at yeah. They're, they're leaving something on the table yeah. here, like, because I think that's all that stuff plays a big part, specifically with Olympic weightlifting. It's like on the plat, you know, if they're in the back room, and I we've had some Dane's had some friends I know that do use VBT a lot more and they'll test their athletes in the back room. Like, okay, well you're booming at this speed. Okay. I know we can hit these numbers. And so Dane wanted to also try to uh, experiment with that as well. They experimented here on their heavy days. And so now he can tell them he can see how they're moving now and then use that same output. Okay. At the, at the meets. So. Yeah. I feel like using something so objective mm-hmm. and quantitative as direct numbers could be, have a negative yes. day of meat mm-hmm. impact if yes. like you have to be very careful if you're it. showing them like oh it's not when you it's hit your which, pr yeah, like they're, now they're in their head and there can be things going on but if you can see you can see snappiness of the movement yeah makes something difference i think that's and it, I th- the way you made it sound was he used it as a a way to train his coaching ability yes to do stuff to mm-hmm. see it I personally want to see VBT stuff put on a shot and a discus, like yes. to see how it can there measure is, it. Yeah, there are some people have some uh, devices have been able to do that. We have one that's a little you can. We just haven't figured out fully how to do it yet. Yeah. But you can if you could figure that out. Now you can see exit velocity. You can see direction of. of Couldn't the you just put a like the. The computer sensor, thing yeah. and I just put a magnet on it and like attach it you could it's just you do run the risk of when it does land now it's just like dude just build like a, a nice compartment or yeah something like a cushion that like yeah. hits it i guess 
I don't know. I whatever. It would be cool though, because like the speeds, some of these like athletes, even myself, you know, you put right. out, it's like it's super high, and it'd be nice to see the numbers there. Because now you can, you know, start doing more biomechanic stuff and figure it out. Yeah. You know, what's next for it? So. And then too, when like it, when you start looking at technique too, you can see what speeds your technique breaks down at then yes. as well. Or what speeds it holds up at, and then too, if you end up your technique broke down, say, and the throw still a bomb, then you're like, then you're like, well, how does the speed work with technique breakdown, and where's yes. the balance with that? Like mm -hmm. you wonder on the fulcrum. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. That's always the biggest question. But like, like the more data you have, the easier it is to shape that image mm -hmm. into reality, like with stuff. Yeah. All right. So. Let me look at this. Talking about force development, explosiveness. What about like the impulse stuff? You, you go with that? Like, you know, because that power cleans to me sound more like a blast impulse thing. Like yes. more like with running, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But it also doesn't have that rhythm to it. Like mm -hmm. it. I think the rhythm, I look at it sometimes when I'm coaching athletes, I'll sometimes use a sound thing. Or, okay. So specifically on the catch. I'm like, look, I want your feet hit the ground. So we're not going to go jump up, down. Hit. Yeah. We're just sliding out. Just simple technique things. When the feet slide out. I want your elbows to come through at the same time. Or off contact, I want to hear a slight, the brush. Yeah. On contact or something like that. So it's, you know, there's some sound aspect that I'll use. So feet hit, elbows come through or contact point. That's when I know we're fully extending. And when I, when you extend, I want to see you kind of get tall rather than throwing shoulders back, whatever it may be. So um, that's kind of the thought I'll use with like an impulse sound. Right, right, like the auditory type auditory of stuff. Thing, yeah. I um, got you. Yeah, it's it's not like you said, it's not the blast where it's, you know, it's continuous. But yeah. It's, it's more of like, okay, boom, boom. You know, that's right, right. one, two, and there it is. You know, it's contact catch, you know. So that's kind of the impulse style I'll and look at. As a, when I trained weightlifting, I always thought power cleans were like – the impulse like dynamic day like yeah. it was like, like oh. we're getting after it today it's strictly yeah. speed just yeah i don't full finish catch i don't gotta like go and like catch a squat and then go squat afterward yeah, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's not a double doozy i yeah. think that's something as a thrower too it's like when i power clean okay my feet can go just a little bit wider than normal you know I can, yeah my elbows can they'll come through a little bit faster but it's not necessarily I have to get down to a full squat, catch, stand up, and now I'm doing or a set of three power, three full cleans, and then maybe I have to do, you know, four sets of six on back squat later. Like, you never, you you throwers never have to jerk after a clean. No, it's always like we'll do it the next day. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I I do put a lot of respect on weightlifters having to do that because that's how I when I stand up clean sometimes like, man. Yeah, I'm ready to just get this off my chest. Like, I got a whole, I got a whole nother movement yeah, left I to go. Yeah, I got a whole nother. <laughs> Wait, dude, I'm, don't sign me up for that one. Yeah. All right, we we have to talk about the power or not debate. Love it. I love those questions. Right, because I immediately, and I'm gonna call you out a little bit on this, just because you're an easy example. <laughs> Your range of m motion for a full depth squat is like basically a power first <laughs> versus someone like jake yeah who like his full range of motion it's like man he, he really it's very like it's yeah, full like down there is nothing so like else. when jake's like power or not nah, it's like yeah. it, it's almost like for me at least 
someone who has that similar thing like it's a power. It's a power. Yeah, <laughs> very clearly I can see it. We're like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know like, exactly what you're saying because with me, like, you know, the, the the hip angle or the hip joint is maybe just below the yeah. knee or maybe just above the knee. <laughs> so it could be a power, but I'm saying it's a full. Uh, you know, it is very questionable. So, yeah, I don't know. I you could say I power everything, or you could say I don't. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's up for. You know, or even like someone bait. like Sam. Sam has really, really great mobility. Yeah, so like, his power is like, that's a power. That is not a power. It's yeah. very clearly clear cut. All right, I'm I'm just glad as someone who like could get credit for powers almost all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you recognize the play. Yes, I do. I what I try to do, even if I see other athletes, I'm like, all right, I might not fully always look at the hip joint. I'll look at the knee. Is the knee joint completely closed? Okay. Like, is the hamstring covering the calf? This is a, a new way to consider power or not. Nah. Yeah. Instead of looking at the hip, you start looking at, as you said, the knee, knee joint, joint yeah. and consider where the hamstrings break. Break, yeah. Like, where they, they come to the deceleration, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Because I, I think it's, you could see someone catch a power, catch a clean if they're trying to power it. And if you can see them, they're like fighting. They're fighting hard. I might give that a power versus a full clean. You will clearly see them just go down to the hole. Like, yeah. They might rack the bar quickly, like into a, in a power position, but they're going all the way down. It's very clear. And so I think I'll, that's why I start looking at the knee joint now. And I'm like, okay, if the knee joint is completely closed and the hamstring is essentially covering up the calf fully, that's a full man. Or if it's not, if there is some space there, I can see where that breaking force is happening. That's a power. Taman, this is why Dane keeps you around. I'm telling you. you in both <laughs> episodes, you had two big ones. You had yeah. the – hold on. Let me – what do we call it? The neural imprinting accessory movements. Yep. And now you just really, like, switch the whole, my whole <laughs> idea of how I can start looking at power or no. not. Like, yep. it's like, who cares about the hip angle? Like, look at the knee. Look at the knee. That's going to tell you everything. And, right like – I was like getting there. Like I always thought about the hamstrings as mm -hmm. like the the breaking, the deceleration, breaking force. But now it's like look at the knee angle look instead. The knee. That's the way to do it, I'm, man. That's the way I'm telling and you. That one too. Like that's a that's like a patterning type of thought or idea. Like mm -hmm. you, you're like telling everyone like shift the way you think about this, and you're gonna start seeing it in a whole new light. Yes. But you're still like true to what the intent is, if you yes, will. Exactly, man. I'm glad we so, got like, to yeah, talk. I'll tell people, hey, don't. Like your hamstring. I don't want your hamstring to cover your calves. Yeah. You have to stop yourself. And I need to see you actively like fighting that. Like I want to see all the intention coming out. And you know, usually you'll get a better result, I think. Yeah. So it, it brings up that it's a really important part with the power. It's that deceleration force, right? Yes. Versus where you were talking with the clean, like you just go you in just go down, and it's man. more just keep your core, your, core your DTC. Yeah. So when you get there, you can throw the power back into it yes. where it's like power cleans. It's like, nah, let those hamstrings start working right away. Yeah. They have to, they have to contract fast, you know? And, and that's, that's what makes it a power because it's, that's the hamstrings are very powerful you uh -huh. know? and that's the, the, that, that breaking force comes from there. And you know, you have to keep your trunk tight and, and strong, but your hamstrings are what's going to help Man, stop everything. Nice. All right. Wrapping elbows. You ever see like Dane go, try to go on a front rack and how it can't happen? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, I know he's got his like arm issues yeah. going on, but yeah, it's rough. It's just just go with the. How classic. important do you think that is, though? Like the that wrap, 
in the movement itself. Like I think that plays a part with the breaking of everything. When they once the elbows come through, now the core can come become a little more engaged uh-huh. to stop the bar from pushing yourself down and gravity and everything. So I think the elbows coming through is pivotal for power clean. Because sometimes if the elbows come through a little later, it might force you to go down a little sooner into okay. that, that full clean, you know? And I think it's more important you get more out of it if the elbows come through right away versus, you know, you'll see the classic like football clean where the elbows are right <laughs> yeah, yeah. the chest or they're catching in the bars and on their shoulders. Like, you know, that stuff, that's now you're just your your coordination of the movement is just off. We need to yeah. take a step back and fix it. But um, when the elbows come through, that snap right there and then the bar catching, hitting on the shoulders and then you're contracting everything to stop it like that absorption of force is huge. And I think it plays a big part with many contact sports, too. OK, you know, football, um, wrestling. wrestling, you know, rugby to an extent, uh, you know, any field sport, um, combat sports, combat too. sports are huge with that because, you you know, it's absorbing anything. You have to be able to your body has to realize when to contract yeah you know and, and you know put up a protective layer for you to not get hurt and so i think that that the elbows coming through plays a huge part of that man you can have like a contact sport do like a split clean yeah into like a hip lock or something crazy <laughs> like that yeah almost like stepping back for back, the kick yeah. like huge reflexive <laughs> strength movement yeah like yeah deep in the movement library of, of <laughs> hip clean or hip snatch catch yeah or, i don't know just something crazy That'd Something off the wall, like yeah. straight video game type of stuff, yeah, right? Something like you see straight out of a game, you're not like, no one can do that. Bro. Yeah. There and then, you know, 20 it. years later, someone's doing, doing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, let's talk. Let's move on to like some variations of the power clean. Okay. Um, like, what's the best? Wh- what's your favorite? Let's My start there. My favorite yeah. variation is probably, probably power clean i would say it's two blocks it has it? to be two boxes it has to be. all right so if that's your favorite who do you give it to and why i'm gonna give it to many athletes that sit in that athletic position the classic like that quarter squat that classic quarter squat you know chest is tall position because that's where most you know movements are going to start from there yeah you know, you're going to take that first step first step there you know or you're when you're tackling you're going to break down into that position um a soccer player breaking down a player or you yeah. play defense, you're in that position and then you're going to strike, whatever it may be, they're gonna get that from a two box or maybe a one box if I'm trying to get something a little different with a little longer pull on the bar. Um, but boxes I think for so powers are my next question then is why boxes and not like hangs? Because you can get in those same positions from you can, the hangs. But now with the hangs you're looking at the stretch reflex. You're looking at you having you're aiding with momentum. Okay. Aiding, you know, a lot more force rather than using your body and you know, getting your body tight to apply that force into the bar. So, if I'm hearing you correctly, the hang is almost like a like it it, it pre it it prepares you for it, yes. if you will. Yes. It like tells your muscles like engage. Tapping. Yeah. Let's get ready. Oh, yeah. Go. Now it's it's there versus. It's almost like a head start. Yes. It's it is like a head start. You know, it's. I think it's like. I wouldn't say it's not overspeed in, in any sense. But yeah. It's like. Say, you know, you're running like when you're younger and your parents is trying to get you somewhere and you're holding on to their hand. They're kind of pulling you forward. It's like, OK, I'm getting I'm going to let the bar go down to my knees and then yeah. now I can go as hard as I can. I'm just getting pulled into position. Now I just got to wrap the elbows under. And also, too, like we do know a hang, though, that eccentric does add up to yes. in the training. So like depending on how 
fatigued you want the athlete to be too. Yes. I think, yeah, with the hanging, you know, you, going over three reps, you're running into that fatigue and that's where the form can start to break down, their movement breaks down, maybe they're sky flying their fleet out wide. So you got to keep that stuff in mind. Um, so that's, that's like a big Do you do any no brush, no feet with your power cleans? I No brush, definitely haven't done that one. Okay. That's, that's one that like I've seen weightlifters do and I'm like, I'm very, it's very inter interesting and it's intriguing because it's the no brush aspect. You really have to use the upper body yeah. to finish the movement. It's kind of like the, those traps get yeah, moving. They get moving. <laughs> that's you have people just like Yeah. Um, so no brush I haven't seen, but the no feet I think is really good. Cause I think that one's huge as well with athletes because now they're having to apply, they have to keep their feet grounded and uh -huh. every movement starts from the ground. So if I'm doing a no feet movement, I have to really force myself to not slide my, I can't let my feet slide out. I have to finish yeah. vertically on the pull. And that's what you need in sport. Obviously you can't just short stroke something, you know, or yeah, short yeah. do it. You have to. That's what she said. <laughs> that's you can't not commit to it you right know? so I, that's what i think the no feed i think that's a that's a new one when i when i uh, started working with dane you know he introduced that one and i was like this is really hard like i can't just make contact and drop you know i have to finish everything and so yeah finishing is you know that's it's part of sport you, know, you gotta finish the play finish right the line whatever get the end zone be. make it happen yeah, make it happen so. dunk the ball yeah I can't. Can you dunk? I, I can't, can't dunk. dunk. That is a goal of mine. Is it? That's going to happen one day. I'm a big basketball fan, so I think I ha if I can dunk one day, get it on video one time, say forever I can dunk. You got it forever. Yeah, I got it forever. See, when I was in high school, they didn't these smartphone things didn't exist yet. But I was I was a uh, I was never strong lifting weights, I thought, and I but I could jump because I love doing plyometrics. Like okay. I love just jumping Yeah. and it did wonders for me, like as an athlete, I felt, yeah, yeah. but I could stand below a basketball rim and I'm like just shy of six feet. Like I'm not, a t I'm not short, but I'm not tall by yeah, any yeah. means. Like I, okay. especially like some people be like, Oh, you're pretty tall. I'm like, you've never been around an athlete. Yeah. Like you've never been in a locker room. You, of like, you think like, you're tall until you go around. Yeah. Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like I've been here with like, I don't want to say it all, all the throwers and I'm like Sam looks small yeah you know what I mean like yeah. some of those discus throwers are like They're six huge. seven yeah, six eight super long yeah anyway I could stand there no step and just jump grab the rim and break it but I, I couldn't palm a basketball though oh. and I, I was never like oh let's try it with a volleyball or yeah, something yeah. like that I was just like yeah I could do something silly like yeah, this yeah. and like it's not I'm not like Jake doing like 61 inch box, box jumps, jumps animal yeah but like i'm still you, like you have some hops though you it's reasonable yeah. like you know it's respectable that's very like off vert yeah grabbing the rim that's respect I, uh, you, you like, got some twitch there I, i'm just saying yeah, yeah. to my own horn but yeah. i'll let you too that was like there. a younger one what yeah. do you mean you've thrown over what 20 meters yeah, right a couple times a lot of times yeah What's been happening lately, buddy? Uh, we're 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 figuring it back uh, out. Right, we're getting right. there. <laughs> we're figuring it back Good. out. You know, it's it's coming back along. I'm so, rooting for you. I root for sure. all of y'all. Yeah, for sure. All right. Last one with this with the power cleans. Yeah. Which sport or sports power cleaning has to be in their programming? Has when to it be. comes to a technical coordination movement, they have power clean has to come up at some point within the the phases. Uh, 
What and sports need it? Obviously, football players need it. All right. That's like the number one. I think they can always use power cleans. I'll even throw in like volleyball players. Okay. Um, basketball, obviously, will be another one. Even uh, soccer. I throw soccer, like a soccer goalie, just being able to like snap and go. Yeah. Uh, will be good. Combat sports for the absorption aspect. Um, I think sprint cyclists. You know, okay. We, I haven't seen a lot of sprint cyclists coming through here training. And I'm like, you know, they got to have a lot of force, especially right off the line. Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to go right away and push and, you know, take off. So I think sprint cyclists could use it, um, sprinters and stuff like sprinters and throwers. Yeah, you're, any track you're doing it. Yeah. So um, I think it's a staple. I think, honestly, any athlete should do power cleans. Okay. You know, I, it's having that coordination aspect done is huge just for an athlete learning how to move their body. And if you can do that, then now we can start throwing it. it. You can undulate a little more, like we talked about in our last episode. And then you can start doing a lot more reflexive stuff in there as well, because now they know how to move and contract in different positions Yeah, and at different times. So the technical coordination movements are like sort of like your gateway to the reflexive movements, yes. right? Like, you know, you can't. It's always funny to like, I shouldn't say it's funny. You watch someone who's strong. You watch them bench press squat a lot mm -hmm. and you introduce like an olympic weightlifting a technical coordination and all of a sudden you start seeing them struggling you're yeah, like what happened here where did yeah what was where is this athlete that i just saw bench and squat like but then at the same time you'll see someone who really can't like lift that well like from a strength standpoint yeah and you'll give them the technical coordination movement and they're like that's easy yeah and it's like, like well athlete versus strong strong yeah yeah like oh you're strong you're athletic yeah different story that's the power lifter weight lifter like that all that stuff comes into play and to both their credits mm -hmm. they can both learn the other yes like we can get the athlete strong we can get the strong one more athletic yes, like it, it will happen all right let's go to these audience questions wow this that one's long this is extreme fennel well there's an underscore nine seven nine three I know that, that was pretty like straight like yeah. into these things man how to build a bigger engine and sustain it in time i was wondering how you would build an aerobic base then adding some anaerobic work and also how would you maintain that work capacity over time sounds like a crossfit question mm -hmm. for someone who just wants to be athletic and in shape and does not play any particular sport basically what dane would call a meathead would it be okay to do two aerobic sessions a week for one month, like jogging 30 minutes, maintaining 150 BPM, and on the second month replacing one of those aerobic sessions with anaerobic work, such as a, a HIT workout or interval sprints? Will this be sustainable over time? Thanks. <laughs> wow. So. Pick a part of it. You know, There's a lot of, there. I was kind of <laughs> roll through part of it as yeah. one at a time. Um, had a bit of bigger engine though i think that's just this is purely work capacity yeah in a sense um and that's what we do in our exposure phases so a lot of the reps and schemes things like that will be just a lot higher reps um just trying to get good movement just getting reps done so uh i would say you could do one thing i'd like to do with stuff like that just engine wise maybe it's like cluster sets and just okay so we'll go for example four sets of two back squat every 20 seconds and you have to do it 
twice. So eight sets of two technically. And you get a three minute rest in between. So we're not, you're gonna do it at say 85 and 90% maybe, that'll be a little high, maybe 85 to 88, somewhere around there. And you're gonna get a lot of high intensity done, but you're also gonna get some of that work capacity in because you're going on a short time. Yeah. And you have to just keep pushing that intensity really high. So, so that sounds like anaerobic type yeah, that's of work, a right? More anaerobic. Um, it's an easy way to get a lots. 20 rep back squat in, in as not yeah. yeah as not a 20 rep back squat yeah exactly so you get yeah, you get to break it up you could just smash a lot of reps um a short amount of time and then i would say for like aerobic base um i like the assault bike i think that's awesome doing a, you know assault bike sprints on there so maybe we'll go 10 seconds really hard or some sort of interval training 10 seconds hard 15 seconds off for like a smaller yeah just or bike and then hit it again do that for seven or eight minutes, 10 minutes, maybe somewhere around there. Um, I would even do it's just aerobic base. We can go, you know, kettlebell swings, jump ropes, anything like that. Just typical yeah, movements, you know, that are just getting your heart rate up and getting them going at a, at a Those are beat per minute. Saying that, like, just me personally, like, if I want my heart rate up, I jump rope. Yeah. And I can spike it up real quick and then, all right, I'll – Go do a squat or something. Yeah. Like I want to practice my heart rate being up, but I have yeah. to be strong. It's super simple because something like that is your heart rate's high, it's low impact, so it's not killing your joints or anything. Yeah, and everybody knows how to jump rope. It's a pretty simple move. You'd be surprised. I think that is true. <laughs> I have had some kids that are like 15, 16. I'm like, hey, we're gonna jump rope and get started. Just get the blood flow, get get the heart rate up. Yeah, I never learned how to jump rope. I was like, I thought everybody had to do that. Like jump class and PE. I, I had to do it. And it was like, everybody that's learned Texas how to jump. There, maybe, maybe that Texas there, Tamar. So, um, that, that's funny. Uh, yes. Or even like, I've had adults too. I'm like, I never really learned how to jump rope. I'm like, what? You're like, what do you mean? You never learned how to, that's like a easy, everybody at your age or, you know, at that age before yeah. cell phones and TVs and all that stuff, like you're outside playing. What were you doing? You had to have that. So, but, you know, it's real quick stuff. aside. When I was the strongest I ever was, I, my warm up was a 10 minute EMOM of like 30 double unders. Really? So I'd hit like 300 jump rope reps, and it was just wonderful. I'd be so sweaty, my heart would be through the roof. Or, yeah. I was just, I don't know. It was, yeah, it just happened that way. I don't That's know why. why. But then I never, I never, I would never feel like awful too after sending up a clean. Yeah. Because my heart was going like this. Hot. Yeah, yeah. It was just, like ah. just rolling. Yeah. You know, you think about it. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think doing some aerobic work, especially at the end of your workout, is really good too. Just kind of just pushing through. Yeah. Um, just just getting it done. <laughs> just at, just hammering. Go for you know five minutes. See how many calories you can get, and then do it one week, and the next week, maybe go same thing. And yeah. Just kind of progress that way. Hit a percentage um, of it. Percentage of it, yeah. Just whatever works. I I would like to throw in one thing that I think is very underrated for an aerobic capacity is going for like a two hour walk. Yes, that's that is super underrated. I think it's because you're going and if you just walk, maybe walk around your block or you just walk way away from your house. Yeah. And trying to come back, you have wow. You have to like maybe there's hills, maybe there's you know whatever you have to do. You have and. That's difficult. It I just, be. I just say like, don't be surprised when your ankles and your hamstrings hurt the next day. If yeah. you, like, if you're not, if it's not something your body typically does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's an easy one. That's just wake up in the morning, go out for a ten minute walk, end of the night ten minute walk. Yeah, that's, that that can play wonders for your aerobic base. Um, but yeah, 
just going back to the question too, it's, uh, you know, want to be a meathead or whatever. Uh, so do like, you can have a steady state cardio session, 30 minutes, like you're doing there if you want, uh, where that's a you know, elliptical bike, rower, whatever it may be. Like ski you don't erg, want ski erg. Something. I think ski erg is really legit if you if you have access to one of those. Um, and then the second month replacing it with some high intensity work, like sprints, things like that, go out to a field, do 40 yard sprints for 10 reps or something like that. You know, with you want to talk about reps. silly sprint work. I was on vacation, like a, what was it like two weeks ago, a week ago now at some yeah. point. And it, it, we were on a river, so but there was like a boat loading dock in. Okay. And the boat loading dock, the grade on the, the hill was oh, like through the roof. So I was like, oh, I, like one of the days I'm like, I need to do something. So you know what I did? I, I would do I would do 20 push-ups, 10 push-ups, and then I'd sprint up the hill and walk back. And I was just like, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. My walk down the hill started coming like this. I was zigzagging <laughs> back and forth. I'm like, I need more time. Walking, yeah, head, head <laughs> up to the sky, hands on yeah. hips, trying to make it. Dude, that's no. hilarious. That's good. That's good, though. I mean, uh, just getting after it. Were you sore the next day? No. Not at all? No. Dude, I, I'm low-key like trouble. <laughs> you just don't feel it. Anybody just, nah. just hammer through. That's yeah, kind of it, I mean, I'm also old too. I'm not that fast, so like my idea of a sprint probably wasn't that fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, though, just like I'm just more, I'm like it. when I start running, I'm more scared. My hamstrings just gonna, like, yeah. it's just it's an old it's person easy. thing. It little, just, yeah, you gotta you gotta I, wait I a bit. I understand. Um, All right, let's go to the second question. This is from the YouTube community. Shout out YouTube, Anas Hassan Hassan. Being a basketball player, uh oh, we got the right person here for this one. Six point one feet. I am. How do I increase my body jump alongside body muscles? All right, so I'm I'm reading this. I'm gonna interpret it quick. How do I get leaner with my muscles, get stronger, and increase my jump at the same time? Yes, that sounds right to me too. All right. Um. So how? Do, okay, you want to increase your jump and then just get leaner i think you have to one look at what would see. you give them in a day like what's the day. technical coordinate like how okay. would you program so i would start i would start with some plyometric movement early all right on, just to get so i'm going to train the lower leg that's what i like to think about especially with basketball players it's training you know so you're talking calf, feet yeah ankle ankles, calf. all that we're going to start with pbc walks usually if they're taller six one it's pretty typical but we'll get the feet moving because those basketball shoes are very narrow uh -huh. and very long. So you gotta wake the feet up. PVC walks, and then we'll do some pogo hops or you know, bunny hops, whatever. And then maybe we'll do some really, really light loaded jumps, dumbbell jumps, just to kind of get the nervous system sparked. After that, we'll go into a technical coordination movement. Most likely it'll be a power snatch. Okay. So power snatch, uh, I would put, you know, we'll do four, five sets of three reps. I just wanna see Good overhead movement. The feet aren't jumping way out wide, and um, and I also pair it with my neural imprint. Yeah. To work on the upper back, because upper back basketball players sometimes can be hunched over. Depending yeah. On their height. We'll do a band pull apart, whatever. And I assume you do the snatch with the basketball players because they're overhead so often in yes. like a defensive position with the yes. ball and everything. All so right. it's a, it creates that strength. You know, you're jumping up for a rebound. Yeah. Or whatever it may be, you got to be strong up there. So we'll do a snatch. Um, then we'll go into a front squat. Love front squat for basketball players. It's a little less. It's easier, I think, on their bodies. Back squat, sometimes they're really tall. That load can push yeah. the torso forward. 
We'll stay away from that. We'll keep everything nice and upright. Do a front squat with some sort of DTC movement. You know, maybe with basketball players, I like to do things with med balls. So maybe we'll do like rotational med ball throw or we'll do just tip, just simple, you know, hollow body rock holding the med ball between our elbow and our knee. Yeah. Something like that. That's um, just to mimic just the, mimic, the basketball. Mimic basketball. You know, gotcha. Having something there, he keeps it really easy. Build that grip strength up yes. when you're ripping through the lane. I got exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah, I'll also do, you know, loaded jumps with a med ball onto a, a box or whatever. So we'll throw that in there too. Um, and then, you know, at the end, let's just say we'll do some accessory movement, maybe some unilateral single leg squats or something like that. Um, we'll train the hamstrings. Love doing posterior chain work, especially with any court sport or um, field sport, any, especially your basketball players, though. They're always jumping, training the hamstrings to contract rapidly. So we might do a um, chaos drop RDL. Okay. Or that's more of like a reflexive style movement. Or we'll do just straight hamstring work with single leg RDLs. And I just want to see you move in a nice, smooth pattern. Um, and then to end it off, I always, for especially uh, preseason, preseason or off season, especially my basketball players now, some of them are in their AAU season, some of them are in an off season. So I, we usually say we're in the, um, now we're in the ascension phase okay so yeah, a couple months before we start doing a little more uh preseason work um but we'll end off we'll do sled walks okay we'll do sled walks and i'll set a 10 minute timer and i'll say look there's two plates on and we're just gonna pull back and we'll push man forward. that talks about that aerobic capacity yeah, from now before gonna, too yes and so i just want you to just go and you're gonna go non-stop it's really light Get the knees over the toes so we're sitting back so that way there's no knee pain or anything like that. Tendonitis is a big thing that comes apart with basketball players just because of all the jumping and things like that. So um, we load that, that uh, BMO, get some of the anterior tip work in, and we're getting our aerobic capacity as well. So we're working on leaning out. Yeah. And you're going to be jumping high. Pretty jumping all high. All that. Yeah. So Muscles all that. Get stronger. Muscles get stronger, everything. So, you know, you, you push your, your aerobic capacity a little bit being sustained with the sled but then we train our lower leg with our jumps at the beginning of the day so that we're learning good jump patterns things like that that's the undulating periodization yes. we, we talking about that last episode yep. all right Taman, that's a wrap that's a wrap <laughs> perfect <laughs> all right man like subscribe keep listening later freaks you say peace peace later <laughs> <laughs>